What's going on, folks? Back at it again with a 20th and Blake podcast, part of MileHighSports.com. I'm your host, Luke Zalman, and today is a is a more is a more fun topic because I don't have to talk about the Rockies. Um, Rockies have been, you know, decent lately. Had a good home stand. Um, still just playing. I mean, yesterday they have an inning uh, where they allow seven runs. I mean, it's just. It's it's painful. It's it's not a good year. There's nothing about it that's or day before. Sorry, there's nothing about it that's that's that great. Um, but they're trying. They're still trying. They're a team that's not you know giving up. So I guess there's solace in that. But um, overall, just the Rockies aren't great. But as far as my award predictions, um, I'm not gonna go over the Gold Glove. I'm not gonna go over Silver Slugger. Um. I think those are you know they're they're cool awards, but they're not quite on the level of the ones I'm talking about today. Um, as far as the Cy Young MVP stuff like that, um, I do think Nolan's gonna get another Gold Glove this year. Um, I think Anthony Rendon is gonna beat him out for the Silver Slugger. Um, Rendon just had a ridiculous year, and all of the analytics um point in his favor. Um, Trevor Story I think has a lock on the Silver Slugger. Um, for the shortstops, but I don't know if he's going to get that gold glove. Um, Ahmed still lives in, leads him in defensive war, uh, still ahead of him in uh, total runs saved, I believe. So he's still ahead, and he won last year. Usually the gold glove is one of those things one, you, have to, you have to wait a couple years, and then you finally break in, and then you're consistently getting consideration. Seeing as Story has not won one yet, um, I think he might end up being hurt by that, fairly or unfairly. Um, I think I think he's made some tremendous plays this year. I I would love to personally see a guy like Trevor Story, who gets out there every single day he can, um, see a guy like that be able to bring in a Gold Glove. Um, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I think Nolan's a lock for the Gold Glove, and Story's a lock for the Silver Slugger. Um, Blackman could possibly sneak into the silver slugger talk if he has a gigantic last week um but other than that it's going to be bellinger yelich and acuna um there's really not a argument in favor of charlie blackman in that discussion um i think tony walters might finish as a finalist for the gold glove um i could definitely see it happening i think that real muto is going to win it um, and I think a guy like either Yachty or a guy like Yasmani Grandal could also be in those finalists. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, obviously if a guy like Tony Walters would be able to make it into that top three. Um, but it'd be, it'd be nice for him. He, you know, he works hard. He, he, you know, he's just consistently out there. He's played a lot more this year than past years and his fielding still hasn't, um, taken a step back. So he's been great. But first topic we're going to break into is the rookie of the year. It's kind of the it's kind of the smallest award of the ones I'm going to talk about. Maybe reliever of the year um, could be argued that it's the smallest. Um, but I also think it's not very arguable. Um, both AL and NL. For NL, I have Pete Alonso. Um, beats out Mike Soroka. Beats out Tatis. I mean, there's just really no argument against it. He's 11th in the entire NL and wins above replacement at 4.8, which is actually hurt by his lack of fielding. He's really not a good fielder at all. Um, so he gets hurt by that in war. Um, but 50 home runs. He's slugging 589. He just broke the Mets all-time extra base hits record um, for any player, and it was in his rookie year. 
Um, just insane. 15 RBIs short of the rookie record, too shy of Judge's rookie home run record. I mean, he's just been unbelievable. Um, I don't think there's any argument against him at this point. Um, he'll walk away. I think it could be unanimous. Um, Soroka's been great, but it's it's just it's apples to oranges. I mean, Pete Alonso's just on a different level. Um, for AL Rookie of the Year, we're going with Jordan Alvarez from the Astros, ahead of Brandon Lowe, John Means, Michael Chavis, whoever you can think of um, in that AL race. I mean, he's got 27 home runs in only 81 games. Um, he's hitting 316, on base 415, slugging 670. Um, having an OPS over 1,000 is ridiculous, especially in your rookie year. Um, he's at 108.5. Um, and he's also an above-average fielder. Um, so there's really, I mean, when you look at Jordan Alvarez, you're looking at a guy that could become the Astros' best player as soon as the next two years um, and could enter that top three stratosphere of AL players, period. I mean, he's ridiculous um, from the left side of the plate. Um, so just an amazing year, even though he got a late jump. Um, if you put him on pace, um, as far as what he's done so far in his first 81 games, um, he's about on pace for a seven war. Um, that's along the lines of like the Bellingers, um, the, even the Yelich's. I mean, that's, that's rare company for a rookie. Um, so I don't think either of them are really that arguable. Um, I think people might not like that Jordan hasn't played as many games as other people. That's really all I can think of. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't both be unanimous. Um, but weird stuff happens. I mean, a guy, some guys leave some guys off their Hall of Fame ballots, off their award ballots. I mean, there's weird reasons for everything. Um, when you have humans voting, especially writers that, you know, vary in age ages vary in the way they look at baseball um you never know what's going to happen but i think those are both pretty close to unanimous next up we got the nl and al reliever of the year as i said you could argue you know which one is a smaller award i've always thought being the reliever of the year is a pretty big deal though um because there's so many of them if you think about it there's more relievers than starters um there's almost as many relievers as you know position players on a daily basis um, so I, I think it's a pretty big deal. And for NL, I have Kirby Yates of the Padres. I mean, he's been ridiculous this year. He leads all qualified relievers in ERA at 1.21. Um, he's fielding independent pitching, which is literally just how he's pitching if you completely take all of his fielders out, um, is at 1.31. Um, it That leads everyone. Just ridiculous. 41 saves, which... I've never been one that likes to equate relievers, you know, their prowess to their saves. Um, but a lot of people still do. And he leads over Hader, who has 34. Um, and he leads every reliever in the majors in war, or in the NL, excuse me, in war at uh, at 3.3. Um, just, I mean, just a great year. Uh, second place in the NL is Seth Lugo at only 2.3. So he's a full win above any other reliever in the entire National League. Um, don't think that one's too close. I think Hayter has an argument as far as his strikeout uh, production. Um, but I think Kirby H just overall has been just an absolute monster as far as limiting runs, um, closing out games. Um, he's just been great. In the AL, I have Liam Hendricks, who's a little bit of a, a little bit of a change of pace because he's not 
a closer that has racked up a ridiculous amount of saves. Um, he's fourth in innings in the entire league, so he's more, he's a more used reliever than a closer. And even though he's pitched all those innings, he still has the best ERA and the best fielding independent pitching, um, which just tells, I mean, it just tells you the dominance he's had. Um, for a guy to be able to lead in both of those and lead in innings, um, it just tells you that it's it's true dominance. It's not some small sample size. Um, three and a half wins above replacement. That leads the entire majors. Um, and it leads by a, a win and a half over Taylor Rogers from the Twins in the AL. So same type of situation. I mean, he's just far and away the best reliever. Five pitch mix. I mean, he's he's just dominant. It's hard to it's it's hard to argue that he hasn't been the best reliever in the majors this year. I mean, Kirby Yates has been up there. Um, Liam Hendricks has allowed a little more run production, but he's also pitched, I believe, 20 more innings than Kirby Yates. So that's a, that's a big deal. Um, so those are my two relievers of the year. Just to recap, AL Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez, NL Pete Alonso, NL Reliever of the Year, Kirby Yates, and AL Reliever of the Year, Liam Hendricks. So that brings us on to the Cy Young race. And I think both of them are actually really interesting. Um, it kind of brings to question what you appreciate more. As far as the NL, I'm going Jacob deGrom again, back-to-back years. Um, because I just think it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type league. Ryu's 2.35 ERA is better than DeGrom's 2.51, but their second second-half ERAs are vastly different. Ryu's is 3.47, and DeGrom's is 1.55. Um, I think Ryu has gotten a little lucky this year. All of his expected numbers are higher than his actual numbers. Um, his BABIP is the lowest of his career. Um, it's, he's what, what drives him is his ability to limit walks. He leads the league, I believe in least amount of walks as a starter, um, among qualified starters, obviously. And that's a big deal. That's, I think a lot of times walks get overlooked, especially because walks just aren't as much of a thing in that MLB anymore. It's more of the strikeout home run, um, you know, the, the limited outcomes type league. Um, so to have a guy that can limit walks like that, you really see how it affects his run allowance. Um, and for Ryu, it's been the story of his season. But lately, he just hasn't been as good. Like I said, that ERA has shot way up in the second half. Um, he's had some implosions, and he's not. And the thing is, he's not a high innings type guy. He's never been. He's never reached 200 innings in his career. He's always dealt with injuries. So you wonder how much of that is just due to a little bit of fatigue. I mean, he's you can't know what something is like until you do it. Um, and so he just hasn't done it. DeGrom has just cruised by um, second in fielding independent pitching to Scherzer, who just doesn't have enough innings after missing time with injuries. Um, DeGrom also leads the NL in war. Um, and the way the way I look at it is... Who allows the fewest amount of runs, but also who does it on a most routine routine basis? And I just feel like it's DeGrom. Um, doesn't have good fielders behind him. Um, largely, L.A. is pretty good in the field. Um, DeGrom doesn't have that benefit. Um, he has Alonzo at first, not a good fielder. Todd Frazier routinely at third, not a good fielder. Um, so he, he has to deal with a little more, I think. And he doesn't get the same type of run help that Ryu gets on a normal basis 
I mean, there's not many teams better than the Dodgers in the entire majors this year, especially offensively. Um, so I just think it's a different level of production to me. Um, so yeah, I'd have to go to Jacob DeGrom, back-to-back Cy Youngs. Um, I think Scher- Scherzer, all of his stats would tell you that if he had pitched his regular amount of innings, he would have run on, run away with the award. But missing those time with the injuries, I mean, people already like to discount a lot of what Scherzer does anyway because he always seems to be third or fourth in ERA but lead in strikeouts. Um, and people just don't appreciate strikeouts as much because they're so common now. Um, but he 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 would be on pace to win all those types of awards um, if he had stayed healthy. He just wasn't able to this year. The AL Cy Young is an even bigger competition because it's between two teammates. Um, the way I see it, it's between Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. I don't I don't see many arguments for other anyone else really. Um, and I think I would give it to Garrett Cole. I think it's hard to argue against the 300 strikeout club. Um, and granted, I also thought DeGrom should have won it last year when Scherzer hit that 300 K club. Um, but DeGrom's ERA was under two. He went, I believe 30 starts in a row, um, without giving up three or more earned runs. I mean, when you have that historic of a year, um, I think you can argue against the 300 club. Um, but in this case, I mean, Cole's ERA is 2.61 Verlanders is 2.50, um, his FIP leads the entire AL at 2.74. Um, highest K per nine leads the majors in war among starters. Um, that's that's hard. That's hard to argue against. I mean, he's had an amazing year. Um, Verlander kind of got he kind of got you know ousted a couple years ago when he wasn't able to get it over Porcello, and you know that's that's you always hate to see that. You hate to see a guy not win an award when he deserved it. Um, but this year, I think Garrett Cole deserves it. I think you could argue Verlander. If Verlander wins it, I don't think there will be you know an outrage by any means. But I think this year, it's Cole, who's going to be a free agent after this year. Winning a Cy Young the year before, you're going to go into free agency. Um, can't get much better than that. Um, I would honestly like to see him stay with the Astros, though, because the way they've developed spin rates among pitchers, the way they've been able to enhance pitchers' best qualities – um, I just would love to see I, I'm a big fan of good pitching. So seeing Garrett Cole continue um for another, you know, five to six years with the Astros, who knows what he could do. Um so I I have to go Garrett Cole from the AL, Jacob deGrom from the NL, but I think there is an argument to be made for Verlander and there's an argument to be made for Ryu. I just I I think you know, I think that being able to join that 300K club and being able to put together a season where you don't have as much help, I just think those things outweigh um, maybe slightly better numbers in other areas. So on to the big award, the MVP. I think this year is interesting because of the injuries that happened. If injuries had not happened, I think it'd be really easy to argue that it's Yelich and Trout. No matter what, they were the best players in each league, but both have gotten hurt and both are out for the rest of the season. I don't think that hurts Trout, though. He had an 8.6 war in only 134 games, which, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That's on pace with some of his best years. Um, he, leads, he leads the majors in weighted runs, weighted on base, slugging, tied for the lead in homers um, in the AL despite missing the last portion of the year. Um, I think Trout so often just gets 
they call it the Michael Jordan treatment. It's kind of, you know, happened to LeBron lately too. Um, just guys that probably should be winning the MVP every year, every other year, but just kind of get overlooked sometimes um, because they're not quite as much of a storyline. I don't think you can argue that anyone gets it over Trout, though. He's just been that much better than everyone one else, even without playing that final portion of the season. Um, I think I think Bregman would be my second place. Um, he's been great for the Astros this year. I just, I can't, I don't know how you could pick someone over Mike Trout. I think he's the best player in baseball by a significant margin. I don't think it's that close. Um, so the fact that if there was an entire majors MVP, um, I think Trout should get that too. But since there's not, um, he'll just, you know, have to settle for the AL. The NL is a little more interesting because I think you have three primary contenders um, I think Rendon had an amazing year, but I don't think he climbs into that top echelon of competitors. Um, so my top three is Bellinger, Acuna, and Yelich. Um, right now, I would go Bellinger, though. Um, I think Yelich's injury is going to end up excluding him from this. Um, even though Yelich had an amazing year, he led in Woba, led in uh, runs created. Um, he was up there towards the top in um, home runs. Um, but it's, it's hard to argue against Bellinger who once again hit, once again, hit a grand slam today against the Rockies. Um, he'll finish the year with the highest NL wins above replacement. Um, good fielder, great hitter. Um, it's hard to argue. The only thing that I think is really interesting in the race is Acuna's chase for 40, 40. Um, he would be the fifth player ever to do it right now. He's at 41 home runs, 37 stolen bases with a week to go. Um, and he's the youngest, he would also be the youngest ever to go 40, 40. Um, he'll never get the benefit of the doubt as far as wins above replacement, because he's just not an elite fielder. He's a good fielder. He's not elite. So it really hurts him in the wins above replacement because he gets almost nothing from defense. Um, whereas a guy like Bellinger actually gets, you know, a, a little bit of a boost from his defense. Um, so I think, I don't think there would be a way that Acuna can fight back in. Um, but man, it's hard to ignore a 40, 40 season, especially when he's the youngest to ever do it. And he would only be the fifth player to ever do it period. Um, Cody Bellinger slumped a little in the second half. Um, but I don't think it's going to matter. Um, he's just had an amazing year. Um, just to recap all my picks, uh, from MVP down, um, Trout, Bellinger, I got Cole DeGrom in the Cy Young, Hendricks and Yates once again in the reliever of the year and Alvarez and Alonzo in rookie of the year. Um, I think this is going to be one of those years where the races for awards isn't going to be quite as um, vicious because I just don't think that I think there's just such huge outliers. Um, I would, I, it sucks to see Yelich not be able to go back to back because of injuries. Um, but the fact that he won last year, I think also hurts him a little bit. I think baseball voters tend to not like to vote people twice. I think that's what's hurt trout a little bit in, uh, in recent years. Um, but I, those are, those are all my picks. I don't think the races will be too big. I think the bigger races will be the gold gloves, the silver sluggers, the platinum glove, platinum gloves going to be a huge race this year. Um, you obviously always have the catchers in there. Um, you have Matt Chapman, Nolan, you have Nick Ahmed, um, just a ton of good fielders. So the platinum glove is going to be a really cool race this year. Um, as far as manager of the year, um, that one, that one's always tough. I think Snicker could get it this year. 
Um, I think that Dave Roberts could get it, considering his team's going to finish as the best, which will also help Bellinger's case. Um, in the AL, that, that one's tough too, but I would probably, for the life of me, I can't remember who the new manager of the Twins is. Um, I, I want to say it's Paul Molitor. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to argue against the Twins. No one saw them coming, and they were still able to do it. Um, I think that Aaron Boone with the Yankees with all those injuries could also win it. Um, so a lot of interesting races outside of the main ones, um, but pretty clear cut this year. So be sure to tune in next week. Next week will be my final podcast as I am going to start working for CSU Athletics, uh, the homeschool. Um, so I'll be leaving the beat, um, but be sure to tune in for that last one. We'll probably recap the year. Uh, maybe I'll get some guests on. We'll recap the year, see See how the Rockies finish this out. They have a series against the Giants, series against the Brewers, um, kind of a flashback to last year's uh, division series. Um, so be sure to rate, subscribe. Be sure to keep tuning in. Um, I bet you, as of right now, it looks like Anilo Piro may take back over um, the Rockies' beat. So be sure to follow him. Be sure to follow me. Um, and have a good day, baseball fans.